<laughs> okay, we can start the post show after I unmute the microphones. So I think more than me teaching you about particle physics, yes. what you're really picking up is when I'm teaching you about magic. Magic. Okay. Um, we played around with a, a little, you know, thing you got at the at the flea market thing today, mm-hmm. and you're picking up pretty quickly, I think, on on the tricks of of the magic trade, right? The the tricks of the misdirection and and the stuff that um, that I'm demonstrating. Well, sure. I mean, so, I have a pretty analytical analytical, right? Right. So once I have the curtain lifted. I understand immediately how important the misdirection part yeah. is, the storytelling part, the paying attention to well misdirection, paying attention to the inconsequential things, mm-hmm. and yeah. So the magic box, uh, I knew there was some trick to it, you of know? course. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, as soon as you like, if you look at it skeptically and. I don't know how obvious it is, but I mean, like, like why is the top lid right? Have it, you know? Why does the side come off too? You know, it's like, and then like, as soon as you think about it, and like how the whole thing works, it's pretty obvious. It's a horrible design flaw for a real box, a real box, and also a box where you're trying to trick someone. If someone sees that, like. Oh, there's two openings at once when it's almost closed. Mm-hmm. But the point is you're not yeah. you're not pointing out that fact. You're not offering up that fact. Somebody has to see that and think about it. But the it. interesting thing is that design isn't that sneaky or that hidden. It's like right. hidden in plain sight type exactly, thing. Exactly, yeah. It, it's the the whole point of I'll, I'll let me just go over the trick. The the box has um, it basically opens up on the top and on the side because the, one side is attached to the lid, right? So and what you it slides in from yeah. this. So you put an object like a quarter or something in there, and as you're closing it, it slides out and falls into your hand. And then you, the there's a sort of false bottom on the box, and you push it in, and you can rattle it so it seems to the other person there's something in there. That's the that's all there is for the trick. All you have to do is palm the quarter and then, you know, shake it for a while. Then yeah, do whatever. Then the it. the bottom, the false bottom where the rattle is contained is spring loaded. So right. you you work some magic where you do some state change. You have them tap on the box. You have them blow on the box. You use your magic wand, any of the above. Yeah, and you let go of the false bottom. And it no longer rattles. So all of a sudden you have a box that has a rattly quarter in it, which the quarter is long gone, to a box that's quiet. And then with more showmanship, you make the quarter reappear, either in the box through another mechanician or behind behind someone's ear or whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as soon as you close the box, it's all showmanship. Exactly. The, The trick's done. And uh, and that that's really the the key to to magic tricks is that the trick is always done way before you think it is. Uh, the rest is just putting on a show. And so that's why people get confused because people start people 
think you're telling us you're telling them a story. You're, you, I mean, you're you're telling them a story, but people think that you're being honest with them, mm-hmm. and you're not being honest with them at all. The story is over. You're just making a whole other. So, story. so how'd you enjoy? I really enjoyed the differences of my two children. <laughs> yeah, we showed Allie the trick. She understood the sleight right. of hand and the trick part. She does not have the dexterity to pull it off. She wants to, though. She's yeah. going to probably practice that thing. But Max, who's about to turn five years old, I showed him the trick. And then, like, he's still trying to, like, yeah. it's still magic to him, even after you show him how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't quite, he, he doesn't get that. It reminds me of, you sent me the thing about the conversation that they had, right? It, it, <laughs> Um, Ali was was saying about how the world was created. It it's very similar their sort of outlook on things, uh, because for for Max it's it's a magical world and magic just happens, mm-hmm. and for Ali there's there's something to this, and she wants to know what that is. Max just sort of assumes that magic kind of happens, right. That's what three years difference will yeah. do for you. I was pretty happy with Allie's um, explanation because, I mean, I have talked to her about how the solar system formed and whatnot, and she retained some of that. Right. You know, boulders crashed together and made the earth. You know, that's how she could verbalize it. But, you know. That's that's fine for, you know, a, a, what's she, a eight years old close to it? Uh, she won't be. She won't be eight till March. Yeah, that's great for you know seven and a half, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and then Max is like, God made the world, <laughs> and if you disagree with me, I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> and I told Heather, that's what so many <laughs> religious people have said over the millennia. Uh, it is funny because I was thinking about that. Like, I, you know, I do. I've talked about how I, I peruse those boards sometimes. And, and, and you, you know, you get people who want to get into arguments. You don't get people who are just plain, just doing their stuff. And, and you know, I always mention that because there are people who come in who are like, why are you atheists so angry? And why are you doing this? And, and when I when people are like that, I just say, look, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you believe. Just don't try to enforce it on me. And we'll be cool. And most people are like, oh, cool. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Awesome. Then there's, there's the, the pe- evangelicals. Yeah, then, then there are the people their... who are like, I have to make you believe in this. Well, that's because that's a core tenant of yeah. their belief system yeah. is if they don't evangelize, they're not doing God's will. But there's also a part of it where you just, you're thinking about it you're like, because when you get when it gets down to it, they're very much God owns you. It's, it's their whole point, and God gets to decide what you do. <laughs> it's like so that's it. So 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 that's your life. You are a pawn in God's game, and you're fine with that. You look. I recognize I'm a pawn in other people's games, right? I mean, I I am I'm not in control of. Give me your computer. I'll put something up while you're All talking. Right. I'm not in control of my destiny uh, completely. I mean, I, I'm a part of a whole bunch of different systems, and these systems are controlled by by other people and other forces. Oh, but 
I rebel against that when I can. I mean, you know, when I when I can make choices for myself to, to the extent that I have that ability. Uh, I'm not sure I believe in you know a full libertarian free will, but I, I do believe that as a system myself, I have some uh, influence on, on on my own actions. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do what I want, and I'm not going to be a soldier for the system and simply give up my own, you know, my degree of independence. And so I question the people who do that, who are just like, that's me. I am a pawn to be used and I will simply be a vessel and that's it. And I just feel like, what What do you get out of that? You, You get they think something amazing is going to happen in the future. You don't know that for sure. In fact, they'll, there's no evidence that's going to happen other than you think that and other people think that. And you experience these interesting emotions when you're in groups of people. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't show you one on your computer because it's on Facebook. And apparently it's not like publicly available. So my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, he's a teacher. And he works at Penn Hills. He, he's always interviewing for like principal jobs. It's so funny when he interviews his social media, like profile, like mm-hmm. turns like all um, inspirational quotes. <sighs> and like, it, it's crazy here. Let me pull it up and read some of these quotes. Like okay. that, cause he expect it's, it, to, you know, watching him and what he does day to day and what he does like when he interviews like he's expecting the the school district that he's interviewing at to be reading his social media (laughs) one second here i'll pull it up and then my sister she gets all like she grew up in the same house i grew up in i you know, my mom, I would, you know, my mom was the religious one in the family. My dad wasn't. You would never hear my mom say, you know, pray for something, something to happen. Right. Right. My sister is always like, Brian interviewed today. Pray for a good outcome. You know, like, like this kind of stuff. Um, There it is. So, um, yeah. So, like, he, my my sister gets extra prey requesty when her husband's interviewing for a job, and my brother in law gets what, extra whatever gets you through the day. I'm fine with. It's like, for example, here. Okay, so on on our simple view site, all all the um, all the members of the team get get their own little page, uh, and for example. The, uh, Jeremy was my boss for a while. Uh, he's uh, now moved on to the product development team, but um, he has a you know, quote from from Matthew twenty two on Matthew twenty three on his, and I don't have a problem with that because it you know, never came up on our stuff, and and mm-hmm. even if it did, right. we, we you know we get along great, so there's no problem at all. Um, you know, if we go if I go to my quote, I have a quote from George Orwell, <laughs> so I'm going for in a completely different direction. <laughs> uh, so, 
Mine is mine is much more a skeptical quote. See what in front in front of one's nose requires constant struggle. That's a great quote. Mm-hmm. So so here's some of the things that you know show up on Brian's um, Facebook feed when he's interviewing. Patience and perseverance have magical effect before which difficulties disappear and obstacles vanish. John Quincy Adams. Uh, what was that? Sorry, could you repeat that? Patience and perseverance have mag- have a magical effect before which difficulties disappear and obstacles vanish. John Quincy Adams. Oh, yeah, it's a kind of deep idea, but all right, I get it. But like these things aren't normally on it. He doesn't always do like yeah. motivational or inspirational quotes. Um, highlight debates or analyze presentations through. Oh, sorry, that's not a quote. Uh, it's just some kind of ad, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, what did you learn in the last school year? Hashtag principalship. Hashtag Feedly. Go pirates type stuff. A true leader has the confidence to stand alone, the courage to make tough decisions, and the compassion to listen to the needs of others. He's interviewing for a principal position, mm. and he puts up this motivational bullshit about a true right, leader. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm thinking about changing my quote, but I do think it's a great quote that I have. Because it's it's very much my outlook on things, the, the George Orwell quote. Um, Celebrating a great second round interview with the family with Kristen Brown at Eaton Park. God. <laughs> I will say this, though. Um, do you remember way, you know, uh, back when I was looking for a job and, and I, I complained my mom uh, made a comment that I shouldn't put that I'm atheist on my Twitter <laughs> Right, yeah. Uh, I actually did change change my Twitter profile. I felt it was getting a little stale. Um, So it just says, I'll let you read it. Sometimes silly, sometimes crude, always asking questions. It works. I think that, you know, sums it up pretty much without having to go into... Just be skeptical as fuck. (laughs) Right? Because that covers the crude. <laughs> yeah, sort of, yeah. Skeptical as fuck. I I like the way that flows better. Sometimes silly, sometimes crude, always asking questions. I think that that's what's important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I, I like what I changed it to. Um, but this cascade uh, is very good. good. Sang We're Royale. drinking the list of the Sang Royale. Yeah. It, it tastes even better after, like... <laughs> after I'm not getting quite the depth that we had when we opened it. I mean, it's still very good, but mm-hmm. I'm not get, quite getting, like, the two different kinds of sour. Mm-hmm. So. <sighs> Stuff. I bought some microscope thingies. I bought a uh, USB microscope. But basically, I was like, eh, I want to get a microscope. Did you bring it down? Yes, I did. Look at that. I don't know what you want to do with it, but here it is. Let's look at beer and shit. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, without something cool to look at, it's kind of pointless. I got something cool to look at. 
Do you want to pause while you get it? No, I'm just going to unzip and pull it out. <laughs> All right, so we uh, spent a few minutes using Greg's computer microscope and my dinky little manual microscope. We looked at the Britannomyces, we think, which is in the Sang Royale. Mm-hmm. Very oblong, has a little bumps and has a little like penis sticking out the bottom. <laughs> um, must be what it is. Must be a penis. Must be a penis. It's the only logical solution. We kind of we kind of talked ourselves out on on, on the the pre-show. We did a long main show. We hope you don't mind a, a short post-show. We're gonna go do a little bit of drone flying uh, at night, um, and. Uh, should be fun. Yeah, hopefully we don't get arrested. <laughs> I'm teasing. Greg rolled his eyes again. It's it's been that kind of day. It's it's nothing against you. It's been one hell of a day. Thanks everyone. See ya. <laughs>